Um, uh, so gossip. Gossip. Uh, I, I like this a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Just another uh, transition song. It uh, uh, like this and um, I'm sorry. Why am I forgetting it? Um, uh, fucking Nang. Whippets. Yeah. yeah, the Whippets one. They both like really sound. They make me feel like feel like anxious or not like like a lot of like you know you know what I mean like musically. Nang's definitely does. I feel like gossip kind of puts me in a nice place because of how pretty it's sounding. Like the the chord choice and the the just multi layered arpeggio, like it just sounds like oceanic. I don't know. It's it, I, I really yeah. like it. it. It's it's also probably the most gu- guitar dependent song on the record. <laughs> you think? Proportionally, there's yes. that like new yeah well yeah <laughs> the forty seconds there's that noodly yeah. uh, guitar that comes in. Um, yeah, it it reminds I me mean, of I like. Definitely, what, it reminds me of like one of their older songs like uh like the ones that would like jam out but it's like they just isolated the jam out part and or like the weird spacey part and just made it a transition kind of song which is like a good choice if you're going to do that i feel yeah um i i do get how it could be kind of an anxious sound because it like rushes the arpeggio rushes back and forth in the stereo so quickly um also, it's called gossip, and you're like, "What are they gossiping about?" And then you find out on the next song. Exactly. The the oh, here we go, the mega half, hit, the mega half hit. a billion Spotify plays. It's this this has um this has more than twice as many listens as their second most popular song, at least on Spotify, which is pretty and crazy. It's funny because this is like the song that uh. I, th- I remember Kevin saying that it almost didn't even belong on the album because it was just this like sort of corny disco song as he described it. Yeah, but, he uh, called it white disco. Yeah, white disco. Which is, I think that's fair. <laughs> which is, disco's kind of like white funk even though it's not really. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the less I know the better. The the song, one time I was in a in a bathroom stall at UMBC and the person next to me was just playing this on the fucking cell phone speaker. So, uh, that's wow. Cool. Like in the video. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be something that's in the video. <laughs> Let's get to the video after we talk about this. Song. Okay. So I, I like this song. It's, it's not really my, my favorite on the record, but uh, I do like it, even though it's like something I've heard like on the radio quite a few times, but it, I think it's cool that it has such like a cool like bass riff as the hook you know and it's yeah, like yeah like i think a, that's a, like that's a sort of song. a fun thing and you recognize it because of the bass line which is cool yeah that's mm-hmm. like it might be the the biggest bass line song <laughs> like i'm trying to think what what are some other like there's uh the biggest bass sweet lines. child of mine but obviously the guitar line is the bigger thing oh um, for sure there's there's roundabout but that song isn't actually that famous even though it's quite famous yeah um, i get what you mean um Around the World by the Chili Peppers. I don't know. There's probably one that's like really obvious that I'm missing, and the White Stripes does not count. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is one of those songs. Yeah. At I least wonder if it has more years. hits than Seven Nation Army. It can't, but it. I feel like it's closing in, which is fucking weird. Oh yeah, and the, the Seven Nation Army, just to be clear, doesn't count because he's using a guitar and a whammy. He's pedal. using like a Digitech whammy. Yeah. But uh, the Seven Nation Army has six hundred eighty-eight million, so it's it's getting close. Oh wow, that's that's fucking crazy. Seven Nation Army yeah. is such like a 
Like, think about it's how much like that has fucking played. Ugh. Do you think they're going to start chanting the bass line to oh. the less I know the better at football, oh, 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 at, uh, football oh, games? Oh, 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 oh. I think they will. Yeah, they uh, might. One cool thing about this song is that uh, it's not really obvious, but I think there's this sort of like Nile Rodgers-esque rhythm guitar line that's uh, kind of yeah. deep in the mix for the hook. The bounce, count, count. Oh, I haven't noticed Which, that. I was thinking of the uh, sort of arpeggiated chords thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's like it's like this rhythm guitar. It, uh, it's it's either that or it's like a clavinet or something. But I think it's mm. a guitar. Interesting. Oh, I'm back losing my voice. I was doing vocal. Taste do, today. Doing too many whippets. Too much nangs. Pass uh, <laughs> blue ribbon. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I I like how the chorus. The chorus is interesting because mm. isn't there like a downward key change? I'm trying to think. Maybe not. I don't think so. It's it's but um one of the things that's interesting about uh I like how it it kind of reminds me of like a the wall or uh it reminds not the wall. It reminds me of a off the wall or thriller thriller era Michael Jackson oh, okay. song the way he sings it. Just like the okay. by my side. Interesting. Like, I don't know, that just makes me think of uh yeah I, I get that i get that that's cool yeah no it's it's super po- i mean super poppy yeah very very poppy um yeah kind of inarguably i'm sure it's uh, meant, meant to be <laughs> yeah these uh, uh it's got that cool electric piano uh yeah. almost like roads type thing and those string patches they're they're very fun they're uh they're just a uh, real real sweet uh, honestly it's almost like um underproduced compared to not underproduced but um there's not as many like layers and stuff as like some uh, some of the other tracks. I don't you know? know. There are a lot of layers. Okay, maybe it's just like <laughs> there's the secret rhythm like, guitar. Yeah. So yeah, true, true, true. I missed that. You're right. That's fair. Um, this is one of those albums where like uh, a lot of even if there aren't a lot of different sort of melodic or chordal aspects, mm-hmm. everything is like overdubbed like a hundred times, or he has like. That's very like yeah. five amps playing. It's just like it's a really sort of uh, multi-layered sound. It's like you're yeah. like sort of stepping into like a three D steppy. Yeah. Put put it putting on those three D glasses and looking at a looking at a book, looking at a pop up book. Fuck you. Yeah. With three D glasses on, <laughs> so you don't need them because it's pop up. Saves paper. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Let's uh, get even more muddy with my uh, metaphor <laughs> speaking of metaphor i have a um uh a quote from the five star review mm-hmm. uh that the guardian did mm-hmm. uh, uh alexis petridis petritus oh, petritus i wonder if he was called petri dish as like a, a dish yeah was probably a hey petri petri dish um the lyrics throughout are blunt unadorned by metaphor I'm just pathetic. I heard they slept together. The less I know, the better. I know that I'll be happier, and I know that you will, too, eventually. A lot of the album's power and strangeness comes from the way they cut against the lusciousness of the arrangements, oozing synthesizers, gorgeous multi-tracked vocal harmonies, fluid, gently propulsive bass, and the loveliness of the melodies. Um, I think that's a, that's a really good point. That being said, I never really liked Tame Impala's lyrics, and um, I'm not saying that... A qualifier for good lyrics uh, 
or that they have to be like steeped in metaphor i think a lot of lyrics where people uh try to do that can end up just being kind of dumb but i i do think it is pretty weird to like have these like sort of there's no pros to them i mean sometimes there is and it's 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 okay but uh, but other times just hearing someone like i think the way they rub up against each other the sonics and like the bluntness of the uh lyrics is weird to me okay especially especially because like you know the it's sometimes i think he's trying to be a little uh cheeky like when he's like holding hands with trevor not the greatest feeling ever oh like uh yeah yeah. okay okay hopefully hopefully don't don't be blue so maybe we can discuss the music video now because i feel like the song meeting is pretty well represented in the video yeah you know i do like the line in the song where he talks about uh giving a high school girl head with a and there's a basketball and um what else <laughs> Hoy. what other gr- what other great stuff the yeah huh it's a. Uh, I remember the first time i watched this uh i was in high school and i was like oh wait no oh, you weren't no this video uh, uh yeah i might have been a senior you're i think you were definitely in okay okay maybe i I was a freshman either way i was like this is this is really fucked (laughs) i mean i don't think it's like i don't think it's really fucked it's not very like i i i think the actors were adults yeah i i I do think the it the vibe is weird from the beginning but then when he's just like giving her oral i was like holy what come on yeah that's like that's a lot (laughs) and there's a gorilla yeah uh, I don't know about that especially with their track record <laughs> of the mind mischief oh mischief with my mind <laughs> also a weird school yeah what the hell fantasy bang teachers students bang students <laughs> what was going on at Kevin Parker's high school milf gone sexual uh, all that jazz milf gone sexual yeah that that's 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 kevin's thing probably uh but it's also psychedelic whoa <laughs> that's okay but psychedelic <laughs> it makes it okay <laughs> it's uh right. that's that's the uh that's the rationale behind evangelion i think <laughs> <laughs> i do like that show anyway uh past life or any anything past else about a past life i was I was listening to Past Life. Well, for, first of all, I love Past Life. I think it's such a this sweet song. This song's so fucking. Cool. I think a lot of people don't like it. Would and what? I get. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, is uh, it because of the narrative? Like he's talking and it's a yeah, little yeah because the voiceover. There's like I, I've seen like a few Reddit posts where people are like, I don't. Uh, can someone explain why you like Past Life to me? Well, I hope you don't like the album Igor by Tyler the Creator. They <laughs> they those posts also also they didn't like Igor. Yeah, as a matter. Of they fact. were, and before Igor came out, they were like, "If Tyler does anything like that, I'll be upset." Quite. Um, also, it's like a kind of similar thematically. I mean, a little bit. It's, yeah. Uh, so, so Kevin is uh, going to the dry cleaner, and uh, it's he like, he sees his ex on the way out, and he realizes mm-hmm. that uh, he kind of adapted, uh, sort of emotionally to a, uh. uh just basically to deal with the fact that he had broken up with her and he sort of has become mm. 
maybe a little bit emotionally numb just to sort of uh, deal with yes. that. And then he's like, uh, I have, and he just decides maybe I should uh, get back together with her. And I'm, I, I feel like the point of the song is that you're not supposed to necessarily be like, uh, oh, that's a good idea. You're supposed to be like, I don't think that's a good idea, but mm. it, it is what he's going to do, which is um, mm. like just the way he's like, I don't even know. I don't think it's a good idea. But hmm, maybe I should. <laughs> it it just feels a, it feels a little pathetic, but I think that's kind of the point. And I I think I think it's um yeah it's pretty endearing. Yeah, it's uh, um I I've I've seen some comparisons between this and Suicide Underground by Air. Do you know that song? It's from the Virgin Su- Suicides uh, soundtrack. Uh no, but I but, I can imagine um him having some real air yeah exactly and it's yeah we talked about that uh before it's because um both songs have like this like weird low pitch like voiceover like in the air version it's like a low pitch voiceover between a man and then a teen teenager girl like in the movie virgin suicides i think Hmm. i never actually saw that movie oh i don't i do not recommend it Kind of sucks. I'm a playground lover. <laughs> You're my favorite flavor. Oh, jeez. You, you know Gordon tracks the guy who sings that? That's just Thomas Mars from uh, Phoenix. Seriously? Yeah, he just oh, called himself awesome. Gordon Gordon tracks for a, for a goof. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, um, I was actually looking at um the uh, the, di- <laughs> the people who directed um uh, the Less I Know, The Better music video, and they directed a music video for Phoenix, the one about being cool whatever uh, whichever that one that song trying is. to be cool yeah they directed that music video yeah that like sort of one take yeah. live sort of thing that's yeah. kind of fun yeah <laughs> also the lyrics to playground lover also work with the kevin parker song because he says like i'm a high school lover and you're my favorite flavor yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm kevin parker Ugh. yeah uh, not, not a fan of that movie <laughs> Yeah, really I, I probably won't watch it then. But uh, yeah, this song is just—it's like the most psychedelic song on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, I—I I can get with that. I—I I like this song better than "The Less I Know, The Better," and maybe maybe a few others on the record. It's, um, yeah, this is one of my faves. It's—it's it's got that awesome like like chorus thing, and it's—and I mean like the chorus is also like very chorus like like it's got the harmonies it's got like cadence in it but then it's also got these crazy like fuzzed out like like synth or guitar noises whatever they're doing yeah it's like drums and snaps yeah the i I like how um the 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 snare is kind of it doesn't have a lot of high end yeah and then there are the sort of snaps to replace that high end and that and the phaser kind of just make it feel like you're sinking into the floor when you hear it Mm mm-hmm like it's really trippy. I just love the like tornado of phaser that he just puts over the whole the whole yeah. track. Yeah, it's like, crazy. When Fridman was talking about how he does that, uh, he would do that on a lonerism songs. This yeah. is what I thought of, and it's just such a success. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he like, like you know, learned to do it well, figured out how to do it well. You know. Yeah, and that that just. The gnarly bass is just crazy. Yeah. And it also works with uh, the narrative, just the, like, sort of, it like, he's... The anxiety. Sort of struck by yeah. seeing his ex, and then this, like, just 
insane like clippy like loudspeaker just like right but then it's also like blissful because the guy's like got these very fluttery feelings you know yeah um yeah the 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 chorus the the singing is really nice the like you said um yeah the harmonies are like so tight yeah it's crazy i like the line you're not a stranger if you're always on my on my mind that's a fun line yeah it's cool uh it's funny. It says surreal, poetic, but uncertain, like a bizarre chick flick with a confusing end. Which, like, what chick flicks are you watching? Wait, when is that in the song? Uh, like a bizarre chick flick with a confusing oh, end. Oh, oh, god! I don't, I don't even caught that. Like a bizarre chick flick with a confusing end. Like a bizarre chick flick. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else? This is. Uh, I, I don't I know. Like, I I think this is such a solid song. I don't really have anything else to say. It's. I think it's the most. Um. It's like the weirdest one on the record, I think. I think that's kind of for sure. Yeah, I remember when this album first came out and we like would always talk about the song and play it because hmm. it's just like wacky, wacky yeah. fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so uh, Disciples. Disciples. Uh, my note says Elephant Part 2. How, how do you mean? It's kind of, it seems like it's about like an asshole, like a jerk. Yeah, it is like sort of like a. It feels like a you've changed uh, narrative. Like, uh, we used to be friends, but now you're like fucking too cool. Yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> What's that one thing that's like, like, no, like, no one's ever been rude to you or something? Yeah, it's weird because it, it implies that he used to be friends with whoever he's talking about, mm-hmm. but now he's like. But that's a pretty intense diss. Yeah. It's it's also um, it's also like an entire like f- full length pop song, but it's fit in under two minutes, which is weird because we also have Nangs, which is like also and slightly gossip. under two minutes. Yeah, and go- gossip and stuff. But it's it's basically like another like transition song. It's honestly it's which like it's like too weird because I wish yeah. it was longer. Really, I I think it's. I'm, that I'm was my main was complaint when I first heard annoying. this song. Huh. I yeah, I I'm torn. Also, also weirdly enough, um, this when I, when I worked at Trader Joe's, this was the only Tame Impala song that would come on the uh, store like internet radio playlist. That's funny because yeah. uh, I, I I I put that uh, the intro before it uh, goes from lo-fi to hi-fi, where there's that cool click sound, like he switches on the hi-fi setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it it sounds like it's a jingle to a cereal commercial a little bit to me or just like some like it's funny like i just imagine there's like sort of like a, a trucking shot into like a cereal and it's like i mean the, the, the song is like almost like sarcastically like bright you know like it sounds yeah. like it's like a one four five progression or something which it might be yeah in some some pattern but yeah, yeah it almost it almost feels like a like fertilizer by frank ocean or so or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like it's like very very like bright, but he's like just kind of being snarky. <laughs> uh, it's got like I, I have a note that just says maximum falsetto. Yeah, yeah, maximum no, falsetto. It's a it's a weird one. I do like it's. I it might be one of my favorites though. I just I like the yeah. Keep it on the album. I like it. I I I might maybe I even like it more than less. I know the better. I don't know. It's like in my baseline. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I'm a man. Woman. Woman. 
this one is this, great. The I singing this. on this is amazing. Yeah. Um, maybe, is it on this one or... Shit, maybe I deleted the note by accident. Um, yeah, no, never mind. I, I think I deleted a note. Um, yeah, this is, this is definitely like one of the top ones on top contenders on the record for me. And it was also like this. It was like the second single, right? Yeah, it's a it's a catchy catchy tune. Yeah, for real. Yeah, this this thing that I do when I hear it, similar to the feels like we only go backwards, where I like sing a harmony that's not there during the chorus just for the fun and mm-hmm. you should like edit in the song so that when i sing it it like okay you hear it so that let me try to find the right tempo okay mm-hmm. all right so it's like because i'm a man woman and it kind of works okay uh, put it in and, and you'll yeah. and you'll see cool you'll okay see. i'll do that yeah Kevin nice. fucked. He should have gotten me on the track. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I the note that I was gonna say, and I don't know if this fits on this song, but um, uh, some of the harmonies that were recorded um are like those really tight kind of uh harmonies that I think D'Angelo was famous for kind of developing, and Thundercat does it a lot too, where it's like it almost sounds it almost sounds like if you have like a synth, it almost sounds like one note that's generating the sound where they're that tight. I'm trying to. Are there harmonies on this? Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. I think I, it was a note that I deleted from a different song. But I, I, I since we're talking about like uh, singing, I thought I, I would just bring it up. So I thought, I thought it was important. Yeah, I think that is. I, I definitely get what you mean. Uh, with with multiple songs that that applies. Um, what else? I like. Um, I don't know if it's the very last chorus, but I like when he uh, at, as the build up. In the 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 pre-chorus when he hits this like really high note. Mm. Oh, uh, human, unhuman. I think he's a human, right? Human. I'm a man. Human. It's it's or something. Let me look up the the lyrics real uh-huh. quick because it's like right before he actually sings "Cause I'm a man," but it's like at the very end of the of the pre-chorus. Mm-hmm. Right after he says, I'll tell you why, he he goes like, wow, wow. It's like this like weird moaning thing, but it's it's really cool. <laughs> it's just like a really fun. He's trying to see how high he can get. Oh, wow. Can we get much? Can we get, can much, we get higher? much higher? So I think this song like does kind of all the same things that um, we see on some of the other tracks where it's just very like it's super like just like blissful and like soft um and then there's like some kind of really fuzzy guitar in there um it's not like super heavy like eventually or um like past life or something but it's like um like that really like thing where like it depends on the synths a bunch then it'll bring in like some cool like guitar guitar riff kind of thing the 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 guitar line for the chorus that uh sort of punctuates uh every uh uh, vocal Mm -hmm is really nice uh mm-hmm. it's cool also like at one point during the last chorus uh I, maybe he does it uh other times i don't i didn't really notice but uh he like chops and screws it so hmm. it stutters it's just kind of like a little oh, fun detail that. that like you could just tell that like kevin has a lot of fun doing this stuff that's maybe you yeah. can just tell all of the details and stuff it's just him having as much fun as he can and i think um <laughs> that's a lot of the appeal of this album is that 
it's just it's a fun album it's a fun really detailed uh thing yeah yeah that that, that, absolutely yeah um he's he's doing he's going above and beyond he he did i he oh my god i can't even imagine how much like kind of and like a sleepless nights he had making this you know like you know when Young you're sleepless nights you're working on something and like half the fucking day goes by you know yeah like yeah. like that kind of not that you can't enjoy that but like it's a, like a lot of work especially if it takes you you know like 2 years or something yeah as a animation major oh yeah of course BFA it's a <laughs> yeah but um what else the I think uh, when I first heard this song and the lyrics, the song is called I'm a man because I'm a man. And he's just like talking about like all the stuff that he says are inherently like manly traits. I like sort of rolled my eyes and I suppose I still do, even though it's like um, he's just making fun of himself and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you you can still argue that's like problematic stuff, but I, I just thought it was just sort of corny. I guess on the on the stuff, other kind yeah. of on the flip side of that, I I think like when this song was released, like Pitchfork tried to sort of like write an article saying like is this song like sexist or something, and then like it just that just seems like so like like I mean Kevin ba- responded baseless. to me was like I'm just talking yeah. about how men are weak and stuff. It's like really that. the and lyrics so, like, are so know. obvious, and like why the fuck would Kevin Parker write like a blatantly like sexist like pro men song like why like, <laughs> he, he finally snaps so you can't take the friend zone anymore um, that, that definitely okay yeah to be fair like a friend zone was a thing in the past and like if you're going to criticize like sexism in any tame Paul lyrics maybe look at look at those I guess you know but uh yeah I maybe you should get off this uh gender binary <coughs> shit Kevin how about how about that no dat um i don't i don't really take offense it's like a fun song i do think the a greater force i answer to is a goofy line like what midi chlorians like what are you talking about yeah i wonder what he's maybe like a god-fearing man you know it's a god-fearing man i thought the midi chlorians joke would land better than it did i hope someone out midi chlorian <laughs> i think nico will appreciate it <laughs> Cause I'm a Jedi. Bad. All right. Um. Wait. What? What about the music videos? There's two. Oh, this is. Oh, I've only seen. There are two. I've only seen the one yeah. that looks like a fucking screensaver. Yeah. There's the the one that's like art art school uh uh um blender animation, and then there's yeah, the one that's the like Muppets. A... The Muppets one, which is an official video. Oh yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, I like the Muppets one. They don't really. I don't think they really needed the. <laughs> the one with the uh, bowl, the guy with the bowler hat, the invisible man with like the bowler hat. It reminds me of the multi love music video. It's a little better mm. than that though. But uh, oh yeah. god, he's wearing like a fucking trilby. <laughs> this is giving me anxiety. Yeah. Oh, this is like a fucking Connor O'Malley video. <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, there are pills falling from the sky. Oh, yeah, because you know, him. men. Oh, because he's because he's red pilled. He's too red pilled <laughs> to fucking. God damn. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think I have some more notes somewhere about about this this tune. This tune. Oh, oh he does the mm-hmm. like Isley Brothers footsteps in the dark drum beat for a split second during the last chorus. I think on uh, purpose just to be like, hey, cool. check it out. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that beat. The ah uh, 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 <laughs> snap uh, the groans and snaps they're cool yeah. I, I like them I like them I think that, I think I, I like thought they were funny too. at first it's fun they, they <laughs> oh yeah it fucking ends like that yeah and goes into reality in motion a song I very Wait, much like real quick one last thing with because I'm a man the the Haim the Haim remix even though it's not really oh, yeah. a remix it's just like a cover. You know? That's that's been a thing in the 2010s where they'll be like, we're doing a remix, but it's not. Remember when like, mm-hmm. this is a strange bit of trivia for those who don't know, but Dinosaur Junior, like, I think they went on tour with Phoenix. They opened for Phoenix for a little bit. Nice. <laughs> and like, um, they did a quote unquote remix of one of their songs, but it it wasn't. It was just like, it was just a cover where like, a downtrodden Jay Mascus <laughs> is like moaning a Phoenix song. Which is something that I never thought would happen. <laughs> but, uh, okay. That's going in the... I'm editing that over the episode. That's going in. Yeah, That's I can't funny. even remember what song it is. I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> ah. Well, I, I do like I'm the Haim... I'm singing a lot for this episode. I do like the Haim version. I think the singing's really cool. And then it's... The production's almost like... I, I think it's like way more electronic. It's It's... I don't know. I think it's cool. And it's like, um... <sighs> There's something like cere- more cerebral about it that's kind of cool. And the song's already pretty like cerebral. Like it's like in your head kind of, at least to me. Oh, uh, and they also sing uh, about it about chess. And uh the movie 7. So it's cerebral in that way too. Oh. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> cerebral I'm go- mystery. I'm horror. goofing. Um they also uh they bring it up a few keys. Oh, I thought it went down because I think she sings in a lower register. I don't know. I think I heard it recently and it's like it's like even higher, I think. Huh. Well, I'll compare them right now in the podcast. What do you say? What's the what's the uh I'm gonna edit them in, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um Who was right? You decide. Yeah. Or by, <laughs> by listening with your fucking ears. Yeah. Uh, should we check out Realty in Motion? Yeah. This is a this is a cool song. It's like um, I don't really have any complaints about the song. Any criticisms? I think it's um, I think it's solid, and I think it's a little like under underrated. And I also think it sounds mo- a little more like lonerism. It still has the very clean, polished kind of electronic feel, but. Um, especially the bridge sounds like actually that the bridge i was going to say sounds like inner speaker it sounds like uh, i um, i like this song a lot i think because it sounds like neon indian (laughs) hmm um i also like just the warbly synths especially um it's got a a sort of chill wave uh synth texture thing going on i love how sassy the chorus is i just i i've this has got to be one of my faves just because i love I, there's something about the chorus that I just really, really like. What, what do you think the song's about, like, th- thematically, then? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he says, either. like, I haven't read the lyrics, but he's talking about he's never been closer to feeling alive or something. Wow. Which is kind of 
And then the chorus goes, there's no one else around you, right? There's no one Yeah, maybe he's in the club (laughs) and he's uh, going to uh, talk to someone. He he definitely spends a lot of time in the clubs. He's like a party boy. Yeah. But he's mellow. He is, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Or maybe he's not. He's taking whippets and coke and listening to Bee Gees. (laughs) (laughs) Very chill. That's that's not mellow. Uh... Uh, put your arms around me I can sense you doubt me You don't need to promise Th- That only leads to heartache Closer to an earthquake Talk about it highly All that's left to do All that's I love the skipping at the end Oh yeah it that just, part's It's cool so too. cool And I love how like the it, it It's skipping during like a drum fill or something yeah. So it creates this like really sort of unusual groove Yeah For Tame Impala Yeah uh, The beat's really bouncy it's just cool. It's like a just a. It, I also like it because it's really upbeat. Yeah, that's true. It's it's like happy. I feel like a lot of the songs on here are a little, uh, maybe melancholic. They're a little slow. That's this yeah, that's fair. Like I mean, a, disciples. I think disciples is like definitely a good departure from that. But the song is also like very. Um, upbeat. And those two are like my favorite. Like wow, maybe my favorite songs because I think cool. for that reason. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Huh. It's it's a it's weird picks. Yeah, but it's just uh, well, my vibe. You know what I think both those both these songs have in common, Disciples and Reality in Motion, is that I think they're the ones with the most like li- live instruments, kind of. Hmm. Does that does that like make sense to you? Yeah, I'm trying to think what other songs like undoubtedly have live instruments for sure. Because like the drums seem like less chopped up on Reality in Motion. There's more g- guitar, you know. There's like Same genuine drum fills going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of drum fills, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah, I I just uh like this was the one where I noticed the 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 phaser on the drum fill, which I mean I think he's doing, maybe on all the albums, but uh it's 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 a cool it's always a cool touch and it sounds sure. better than ever on this album. It's cool stuff. Better than ever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, Love Paranoia. My least favorite yes, fucking song. Same here. Ugh. Yeah. God damn, it's uh. It's too bad because I like the way it starts. Yeah, it's not it's not even like truly like awful or anything. It's just I don't I, I just skip it, you know. Yeah, just, it feels like mm-hmm. it's going somewhere that it's not too. Because mm-hmm. when he starts, it's got that like sort of ascending chorus line. It's got like that cool like syncopated may not yeah. be as honest as it and yeah. then it just goes to halftime and just becomes a banal slog as as to quote kevin in a past life oh from wow. the song a past life wow i, I <laughs> do think the, the chorus melody reminds me of mad city by kendrick <laughs> do you hear that what what's what's the chorus um, or not the, cor- not the chorus and uh, yeah 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 the, 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 the one like that kind of stabby synth line yeah hmm I don't even know because this song just has so many parts and they all just kind of like one after the other and, yeah um, very disjointed weird which uh, I, I can hold- definitely deal with and he does it on um he does it on the next song one moment case uh, at my door. oh yeah. maybe yeah. we're all twisted yeah we might um but uh yeah just i feel like this song almost has a similar oh, shit. structure wait no i made the mad city note about new person same old mistakes 
Never mind. Oh, true. Love that song sounds a, nothing a like hip hop banger. I apologize for that statement. Um, I regret my actions and I resign. Damn post, straight. Post haste. Um, post hence. Th- this song has a similar linear structure to like more of their jam oriented songs, like music to walk home by. Mm-hmm. At least it feels that yeah, way. Yeah, but they don't flow into each other. Just like, they're just like dude. Dude, like cut up. Yeah, and, and it's uh, not like a jam song. It's just no. him singing various falsetto licks. <laughs> it's just like it's like five songs, and it's just five songs that all are together. bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for that intro, cool intro. Also, like, I, when he goes, yeah, what, what oh yeah, thematically, I don't really. I mean, I'm not a big fan of what it's about. It's like being paranoid about someone cheating you, cheating on you when you're in a relationship, which is like. <laughs> Yeah. Great. A little toxic, Fun. I think. Yeah. You know. mm. Also, like, it's just like when he goes to that, I'm, when it goes, there's a part where it's building up and you're like, oh, you, th- I think this song's going to go somewhere. And then it goes to halftime and he says, I'm the phony one. I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. There's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, come on. That's the part yeah. where I like, every time I hear that, I'm always like, oh, God, is this album bad? But it's not. It's just no, a song. Just this song. <laughs> I'm just like, was it a mistake for him to do the falsetto? Was Fantana right? But I, I, I won't give. It would in. not be better in a lower register. Yeah. Do you th- I mean, There's, maybe a little. It's. But. It is. It. It is. This is the one time I would say, specifically, where the the falsetto is pretty grating. Not because he's hmm. doing a bad job, but just because it's unnecessary. Fucking annoying. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and the song just kind of after the halftime, it just kind of ends. It just goes on for a little while, and then it ends. Yeah. Uh, the twinkly xylophone and woodwind synth sounds, I think, are kind of cool. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but he uses those in other tracks. Like I think those were just kind of his like yeah defaults, sort of not defaults, but one of the sounds he was trying to use for the record. You know. Yeah, one of the, the from the canvas for, or from the easel. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Precisely. Uh, so let's go to Rihanna's hit song. Uh, same, same old mistakes. I remember my sister was listening to that. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is very clearly just Rihanna singing over the, the Tame Impala yeah. song. It's not. I mean, it, oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, yeah. It is a cover, but it's not like, it's just, but it's they like, ha- it's she has karaoke. the karaoke. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> It's I, it's it's fine. I it's guess. fine. I yeah, she sings it fine. It's like maybe it's like a little unemotive, but like I'm not. It's not even that bad. I mean, Kevin's vocal singing style isn't especially emotive. But um, what's weird is that like I think Kevin's voice is still on the track. Like you could still hear it. I think I could hear like what sounded like a lower, some lower register, like under Rihanna. It was like just barely there. I think that might be what you're referring to. I don't know. Like, t- take a listen again. I'm telling. It's like okay. very weird. I'll, I'll play the song here. <laughs> uh, so she she sang like a duet, kinda. <laughs> but not even. But it's not a duet like call and response. It's just like yeah. here's the track. It's like she got the the MP3, put it into like yeah. Logic, and then just went for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, this song's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a good song, and this is the one I was gonna say. The chorus sounds like Mad City. It's very like R and B and hip hop. 
inspired. Yeah, which is that, like, why I think it cool. worked for Rihanna. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool that she uh, is a likes the likes the tune. Yeah, because Rihanna's cool. Yeah, and um, I, I noticed kind of like reading like reading pieces of media about the Rihanna thing. It seemed like they tried to stir something up about like Rihanna didn't ask permission to cover the song, which is just asinine because like it's these two major music acts. If someone didn't ask to cover the song, there would be like a bunch it of would like not legal be on bullshit. Anti. Yeah, well, it would. There would be a bunch of like legal bullshit, especially if you're you're not even recording your own version. You're literally just singing over the in- instrumental. Like, of course, they asked permission before they covered it, you know? Although I can't, ima- I can't imagine Rihanna just doing that and Kevin, like, listening to Anti and being like, oh, fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all planned <laughs> and stuff. They, like, uh, not, it wasn't just, like, a surprise. Just, like, music But even industry. if it was, I can imagine Kevin being <laughs> just, like... Oh, true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, you, yeah. I like the... Uh, the bass line, obviously, the synth bass line, the echoey, like, a. Uh, uh, slapback sort of bass line is just mm-hmm. really that's a hot it's hot mm-hmm. um the warbly like syn- syncopated synth that like is just kind of the placement of the notes rhythmically is really weird but it's like it's just so cool yeah um yeah i uh this is another song where i was talking about uh where i think it has that weird unplugged electric guitar sound that kind of sounds like a sitar, but I think it's mm-hmm. just an unplugged electric guitar that always comes in right before the chorus. I don't think it's I don't think it's unplugged. I think it's just he probably just recorded it like normal, then just put a, a really tight um, high pass filter set at a high frequency, so it's there's no low end getting in. Maybe or mid. It almost sounds like he like was just like recording down some ideas on like a laptop speaker, but it's like. I don't think so because it's like doubled and in each speaker yeah. and all that. Well, I imagine he he didn't know how he wanted to mix the guitar, so he recorded it to make it sound good quality. Because if you want it to sound lo-fi, you can always butcher it up as much as you want, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I put one o trick style noodly synth during the last chorus. I'm trying to. Oh, the cool like remember. um. It's it, I don't think it's reverse. He didn't reverse it. I think what he did was he. He turned oh, I'm the... not talking about that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's my least favorite part of the song. Oh, really? And okay, I'm offended okay. that you bring it up. Apologize. Uh, I think it's. I think that part's weird. I I was gonna say um, that um, we just. I mean, we just discussed love paranoia, which is like super disjointed and just like random shit. And I think um, I think a lot of people say that the end of this song is also kind of like that, where it just goes to like another part. Um, yeah. Honestly, I gotta say, I'm like, I'm like a pretty big fan of when people do it, but it, um, when it clicks with me, I, a lot of the time it doesn't like on love paranoia, but I, in this case, I, I like it. But yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think, I do think this song is too long. It is, it's six minutes, which is weird. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, al- it's also, um, the longest, I made a note. Um, it's also the longest song on anti on Rihanna's record by like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like the second longest song is like four minutes and like 10 seconds or something. That's funny. Yeah. It is weird to think that this song, cause it's kind of like a, a famous banger, but, um, mm-hmm. also it's not like a prog, like it's not like a adventurous prog song or anything. It's just kind of like a groovy, uh, sort of smoky atmospheric uh, slow jam sort of mid-tempo jam but um I do think the transitions are weird when he goes to like the key change and sinks super high 
about how it's hard to digest mm-hmm. and then he goes into the reverse synth the reverse sounding synth that's just like a lot of stuff <coughs> i i like it i'm a fan i think it yeah. works but i i totally get what you mean and i'm i know that's like certainly like a valid criticism although i i do really like the key change uh the bridge and it has okay. that sort of like guitar those guitar lines those mm-hmm. like a twinkly guitar lines that kind yeah. of remind me of like a deer hunter song which is kind of fun yeah the rest of this is yeah not I hear that. close do you, do you think maybe like it would have worked better if he had made that section like the same fidelity the as same the rest key. of the song you know or no kept the key change but kind of recorded it more in the style of the rest of the song no i think it would work if he had immediately gone back into like maybe the final chorus okay. or something that wasn't that reverse synth afterwards oh I think just the to part keep itself the song, yeah it, it is still weird because yeah. it is it's just like whoa but uh I, I, I don't know I like that yeah that's fair um, I mean I like it I, I mean Love Paranoia for me is easily the worst one on the record pretty- the the lyrics on this uh I think he says I'm in love at one point but it and I haven't read all of them but it does kind of seem like he's talking about the style of music that this album is and how people will uh be reacting to it Hmm. He's like, hmm. I know it's hard to digest. I can just hear them now. How could you let us down? Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds kind of meta, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it might be. I mean, I feel like that narrative makes more sense than falling in love. Because what? Uh, yeah. What? You, what? That, uh, I don't know. that is interesting. I, I, I like that take. It's very different. I feel like you could easily you could easily just say like, oh, it's just about how he struggles to get a keep a relationship or some shit like that you know oh word um i i i I like how um uh when he sings the chorus brand new person sounds happy but then Mm -hmm. when he says when the response is but makes the same old mistake it's Mm -hmm. like lyrically dark but also sonically like there's Mm -hmm. less high end yeah like it's like someone behind him like being like yeah but you just make the same old mistakes oh yeah, I like that. Like call some call and response there. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, that uh, word that we still don't know the what it's called. <laughs> yeah, damn. Uh, yeah. That's, so that's the record, I guess. When when remember when they closed with this? That was kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that was a cool. thing to close on. It, it yeah it it is. I think that's another kind of cri- criticism I had. It's a weird closing song. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Like tra- in terms of the track order. I don't know. I guess so. I um. Maybe it's kind of like mm-hmm. a. It's like a pop hit. So I guess it's. Yeah. There are worse things to close with. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What would. What do you think should be a good closer? I don't really know. I think maybe it was just the best closer on the record. That doesn't necessarily make it like a good closer. Just makes it the fact that it's the best one. Just means it's available. You know. I don't know. I mean, when you're writing a song, do you really write a song being like, I mean, I guess if it's concept record, sure, but do you write a song being like, this is going to close my my album? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, there's uh, that song by Does It Offend You? Yeah, called Epic Last Song, but they might have just named it that afterwards. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> being some cheeky, cheeky bruvs. Yeah. Uh, so what's some takeaways from um, Currents? Uh, key takeaways the uh, key takeaways I think it's uh, like I said earlier it seems like he's uh, at the playing at the top of his game 
Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, yeah, pulling out all the stops, never going to stop. Show me real. what you got. Yeah, like, it's his... Uh, flop. It's definitely his, like, uh, mark as a very, like, skilled producer. And yeah. And at the same time, it's it's kind of his ticket into, like, his collaboration phase. Like his ticket into stardom. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look at him. He's like a pop star now. Yeah. You know? Beard beard and all. Beardo, yeah. Uh, oh, should we talk about Daffodil? That kind of came out around this time. Daffodil? It? Oh, with Mark Ronson? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, also, Summer's Breaking, I guess. I mean, Daffodil is... Which one's Summer's Breaking? It's the one that's kind of... It kind of sounds like the theme for, like, an 80s cop show or something. <laughs> I don't know that I heard that one. Oh, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's like also, like, sort of bossa bossa nova e almost oh i must have because i oh god i this is the video where like i'm watching the video and it's just like some girl on vacation with her family and it's all these like sort of leering shots of her body cool yeah okay all right uh, yeah well, those were his show. gifts to Mark. <laughs> no. Those were his gifts to Mark Ronson, I guess. Which are good gifts. That's a good <laughs> gift to give someone. That's cool. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't, or if I, I would appreciate a song from Kevin Parker. Um. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, because this was a uh, sort of like a jam from his side project called uh, Kevin Spacey <laughs> which at the time was a very clever fun name. It is a very good thing he put it under Mark Mark Ronson's name you know, yeah. instead of recording it under Kevin Spacey It's a, it's a, it's a totally a, a, fun, a fun groove though I mean, I'm talking about Daffodils, I can't remember yeah, Summer's Daffodils breaking. is sick, super electronic too. Oh, and didn't, didn't they do a live version? It's like um, Kevin Parker, Mark Ronson, and like Karen J. Callanan. Have you seen that? No, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's from like this session Mark Ronson did, where he did just a bunch of live songs with people. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I have the lineup wrong. I definitely know Karen J. Callanan and Kevin Parker were there. There's like a. I know there's some like a live. Uh, like a, I think a. Andrew Wyatt, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Parker, and Mark Ronson, and some other people cover "I Sat by the Ocean." Oh shit, that was it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They do do da- daffodils at that session, though. Maybe not that lineup, but I think cool. they do one at that session. I remember uh, <laughs> there's this funny bit where Kevin uh, Parker is going to cover something, and Andrew Wyatt is uh, about to ask him. Uh, he he's just like. Well, Kevin, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize the moment, would you take it? I love Andrew Wyatt. That's all I'm saying. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, that song's cool. Yeah. Mark Ronson. But uh, well, yeah, what are your takeaways from this album, though? Um, I guess, like we said, it's like, probably is like, best produced record and I think it inspired a lot of people because it is really crazy that he kind of did it by himself although he does have you know the resources he has a record label he doesn't have a day job he has to go to instead of like you know just hunkering down in front of your computer and getting a mix right you know 
Yeah, and he also has uh, resources in uh, the form of people giving him advice. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, some of the like best in the biz, you know, giving him. Critique. Even with all that stuff, sometimes it can turn out middling or poor. But this certainly did not. Right. I mean, I assume. I assume it takes a lot of. Um, uh, you kind of have to have to be very humble about it. You know, you have to be like, this might sound like absolute shit. I might not have done it right. I, sh- I should go run this by someone who knows what they're doing before I do it. And then maybe... And he is a humble guy from what I can tell. Yeah. Certainly like kind of humble beginnings. I mean, DIY. It's funny that like when Daffodils first came out, I'm just remembering this. It, it came out all around the same time and all the comments section because like this is the same album that had Uptown Funk. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, who the fuck is this Kevin Parker guy with the beard? He's so weird. And all these Tame Impala so fans came rushing to his side. And now he's like a star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I think you can attribute that a little bit to Mark Ronson, but also just from the popularity and uh, accessibility of this album. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, what do you say? What do you say good? What do you know good? That's, I don't know. That's kind of all the takeaways I have. I, I feel like there's a lot of like like producer envy out there about this album. <laughs> like the fact that he, oh, kinda, yeah. again, the fact that, I, I maybe I'm overstating this, but like the fact that he kind of did it by himself. I doubt he, you're not overstating it. Okay, but but he did come up with some like very kind of like original sounds. Um, yeah, people were fetishizing you know. this, I'm sure, just like get the Tame Apollo sound. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm, Actually, yeah, like um sometimes on my like phone if I'm scrolling down Instagram, I get like ads for like plugins, you know? And on a lot yeah. of a lot of the time it'll be like as like Tame Impala get like the Tame Impala sound from a plugin. And it's like these plugin companies are making like Tame Impala specific presets, you know? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's like wild. Yeah. That's like how big it, how big a deal it is. It's like these like I mean, I assume like pro Producers aren't out there buying using presets, you know, like just put the Tame Impala preset on it. But like, <laughs> it still like makes money in more ways than just selling a record. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. interesting. He's the he's the Wolfpack of his time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. Yeah, maybe we maybe we can just call it for that uh, this episode. Oh yeah, uh, greatest hits. Oh, greatest hits. Shit. Yeah. And I guess brown record, even though I we both know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So my greatest hit, I'm gonna say, let it happen. Yeah, that I. This is hard because I probably just should put the less I know the better because it's the big hit and it's an awesome song. But it doesn't uh, count though. I was really feeling reality in motion, so I'm gonna go with that one. Tight. Okay, that'll be controversial because I um maybe I should have mentioned this before, but um they don't play that song live. Oh, they don't. No. Fuck me, that's bad. I maybe they're maybe bad the po- for that. Maybe the articles that or posts I saw about it were a little old, but that's but that's what I read. Why wouldn't they play that? Okay, so they played it at the forum. Okay, they're playing it now, like oh, in okay. 2020. All right, sure. I yeah. think I guess I guess um they're bringing it back, but I've heard they're just not in. Like super interested in the song. All right, that's 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 their loss. Brown Brown album hit, Love Paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, of course that'll be. This would be a shitty ass fucking record to listen to. I guess that's the point though. 
<laughs> like, we yeah, people, like, up until gossip now, the the brown record was okay, but now with Love Paranoia on it, yeah, bad. Oh, true. Yeah, this. Yeah, it's like straight up like negative now. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to go back and make these like greatest hits and brown albums. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Um. All right. Uh, thank you, dear Thanks audience, for listening. For listening, uh, and tune in for the next episode. Uh, where we're gonna review tomorrow's dust is that what the record tomorrow's is tomorrow's dust yeah uh, that's what it's called i think so yeah um, the slow rush the slow tomorrow's rush i'm dust sorry i'm sorry tomorrow's right. dust is a track on it kill have you been listening to it at all uh not too much okay you should it's 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 really fucking growing on me um i guess we'll talk yeah. about it more next episode but um yeah until then until then all cops are bastards a a cab b uh black lives matter black lives matter Peace.